Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's a good buddy Chris Fafalius here. Welcome to Geekscape. It's your favorite movie, video game, and comic book podcast. podcast. <laughs> I remembered all that except the last word. Except what it was. <laughs> I watch I watch YouTube's of it, so I don't I don't really think of YouTube's as a, I think it as YouTube's and podcasts as separate right. worlds. So you don't download the one hour podcast? Uh, no, I watch my I watch your videos on YouTube, but uh, I don't. <laughs> actual actual why am i missing out on a lot you're missing out on some intense conversation he's, he's what at least one view is on each one of those videos. yeah that's right yeah. um okay as my good friend chris Fafalios put out this is jonathan uh london and i'm the host of geekscape over here on the left side if this is your first geekscape it's your favorite movies video games and comic book <laughs> podcast every week i like to have a host my host this week is my good friend chris Fafalios, internet that's personality me. And uh, over here, Matt Kelly, you may have heard him earlier when he was mentioning something. He wasn't even solicited for a comment, but he said it anyway. Uh, Matt Kelly over here on the left side. How you doing, Matt? I'm all right. Yeah, he's always all right. He's never great. Why are you never great? You live a very middle-of-the-road life, you know? It gets me through. No, middle-of-the-road's where you get run over. All right? You got to be in the fast lane, buddy. The fast <laughs> lane. Fast lane, you might hit a wall. But the middle-of-the-road, you think you're playing it safe, but you're not. You're, you're like, stuck. Uh, don't know where to go all right i understand that um i understand that i don't necessarily respect it but i understand it um chris you are in the band punchline yes my favorite band really yeah i mean the you, mr t experience don't i was anymore. just gonna say i thought you liked mr t experience i do but they haven't us. put an album out since 2004 what about uh well there's some other bands I yeah, yeah go ahead and name them uh cruiserweight they haven't they, they've broken up get up kids get up kids last album yeah so we're your favorite band Yeah, it's now. Punchline. That's an honor. Uh, and, and my friend Chris out here, he plays bass for Punchline. He also does his own solo effort. But uh, he's a musician, and he's out here recording a brand new. Uh, you guys are working on part of your album out here, right? Yeah, six songs of a new album. And what are you, uh, like, who are you working with? What, uh, what's the, for the Punchline fans out there, because Punchline also uh, contributed our theme song. Yes. I think yes. John Bellin and, and, yep. and uh, Steve put together that theme song. What um, what's the difference here? Like, what is something you guys are trying to work on? We are working with producer Mark McCluskey, who mixed the new Weezer. Uh, he's doing the new Rancid. He's a uh, great producer. He's a cool dude, and he's helping us find a sound that maybe we could take uh, our band to the next level. Mm -hmm. Been a band for a long time, and uh, you know we've reached a certain level of success with our band, but we want to be able to reach everybody from five-year-old kids to 80-year-old grandmas and we think we've written some songs that uh he can just help us present them in a way that you know staying true to what punchline is but at the same time just making it sound great and um accessible why don't you guys just do like some dance songs uh, i mean you, that seems to we, work for a well, lot of bands who you know, just say you know what i give up trying to push this wall over and uh, i'm just gonna do dance songs i think that that's the radio is like like cluttered in dance songs. because by the time we recorded the dance song that that style of would be gone and it'd be on to something new so i think you got to stay true to what you do and uh something we've always tried to do you're writing that down yeah uh, actually i'm drawing a picture of a box okay uh, <laughs> uh no uh, i'm excited to hear the new songs but you have your own solo effort as well I do. Uh, what, what is this uh, i'm just trying to have fun make a lot of songs i'm doing doing a little r&b a little rapping i grew up on boys to men and bell biv devoe 
and music like that. So I'm trying to do a little bit of that, and I'm trying to do a little bit of rapping because that's what I that's what I like to listen to. <laughs> and uh, and I'm just trying. I'm all over the map, but uh, as long as I'm having fun with it and getting to just take ideas that are you know you play in a band and everyone has their own ideas and you kind of gel it together. But with this, it can just be 100% my ideas, and I can have fun with it. And uh, what are some of your favorite rappers? Who, who right are you now? listening? Yeah, who are you listening to? Right the now, the audience may be like, "Oh, I like him." Maybe I right like the Chris Folios band. Right now, I love Drake. Mm-hmm. I love The Weeknd. He's not a rapper; more of an R&B guy. I love uh, Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. I love Cocaine '80s, uh, and I love Kanye. I think he's one of my favorite artists ever. He put out five albums in a row, and each one of them. They come out, they're creative. I know a lot of people don't like him, and he's he's whatever, but uh, I just think he's super creative, and uh, he's been one of my favorite artists. He hasn't put out an album I don't like, so, you know, that's the kind of music that I, I, I like a lot, and I feel like as far as the style of music that we're grouped into in Punchline, that, I mean, there's, you know, our, the bands that we're friends with and we released on our label, Modern Short Stories, are some of my favorite music and then mm-hmm. everything everyone else is is doing i i don't mean to sound like a jerk and maybe i'm just not hearing the right things but just bores me right which is why it's pushed me towards r&b and hip-hop and and stuff like that because i feel like those theory, people yeah. are being creative and uh and you know a lot of other than the bands like that we have been responsible for you know releasing some of their albums like spontaneo and uh and bright and early you know, Bright and Early is awesome. Bright and Early is awesome. Awesome. awesome I, I love that band. Awesome band. We just did an iTunes uh, release of a single for them. And, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're a band that has actually put out a song talking a lot of crap on the yeah. current state of the pop punk punk scene. And, but, I mean, let, let, let's talk about it. Because Fueled by Ramen, the, the label that I, just, that I discovered you guys on, was a big label. But I got on Fueled by Ramen because they released The Impossibles. And I'm from Austin, and I love The Impossibles. Right. And they were, like, the hometown heroes. And, and Vinny from Less Than Jake w- right. started that label, and, and I loved that label. And the label came out swinging. I mean, they, had a, they had a really great lineup. And this weekend, they're cel- they celebrated their 15th anniversary with, like, the stereo played yep. again. And, like that. Oh, and, yeah. and, and now there's not a band on that label that I like listening to. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't knock even... them, but it's not my kind of music anymore because they have kind of gotten into, like, a dance or more like a pop sensibility right. i'm not even totally sure which bands are technically still on fueled by ramen and which right. bands are on major i mean i guess fuel ramen is kind of like a major label they're under, now. They're under uh what are they under island now uh atlantic atlantic yeah, yeah. okay and um i think <laughs> i kind of lost touch right a little right bit right since since we've uh been on the label but yeah, i mean that i like paramore i think they're pretty good they're great good. you're right great, pa- great singer Gym Class Heroes. Uh, class heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They they, they mentioned Jew as one of their five favorite albums that, that ever was, released on uh, Jew by Ramen. That, that was really nice of them. They're good. They're cool. Like I, I think that I would never say anything bad about their label. Mm-hmm. Um, they just knew what they were doing and business wise, uh, huge, amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, maybe I'm just getting old and I don't want to listen to that kind of music uh, anymore. What do you think? I mean, does that play into it? Because because no, I don't think they're making bad music. They're just not making music that I listen to. No, I just think that, you know, uh, if you have something that becomes successful, a label or, or whatever, you, you have to start catering towards what's widely popular. Yeah, you and just may, said 5-year-olds to 80-year-olds. Is that what yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit a little bit of the creative side. I think now, you know, I'm no, saying no, with you, our are music, you trying to wanna... get are you trying to get only 5 years old year olds yeah, yeah, and only, f- only 5 year olds. So if like olds. if you shit your pants, that's the kind of like, I, But I don't I wouldn't want to lose the the creativeness and and it's creativity. Chi- yeah. Okay, yeah, is creativeness yeah. a word? No, I don't know. Creativity. I wouldn't want to lose the creativity and and the uh, originality in the music. You know, I wouldn't want to write a pop song that was uh, four chords and and boring music like the song that I think of when I think of like, and you know, some of the guys in my band even like this song, but a song that was popular a couple of years ago that is the most run of the mill, like, uh, textbook song is that Hooba Stank The Reason song. You know that song? How, how that song go? And the reason is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I do know that that to me, I don't. Yeah, I is personally. Is that the band in the video? They were like doing a, uh, like they were stealing a bank or something. Like, yeah, they were stealing it's, a bank. It's a, they, bank they, they were doing a bank heist, right? It's a well-written. <laughs> they just song. take the bank and they lift it up by helicopters. It's a well-written song. Yeah. 
And why don't you write the reason is you? I, you I don't know. I don't right know. But but to me that's boring. That's so boring. Right. And and but that's sometimes you have to to go that way. And I'm not saying that we're we're doing that. We're just uh, working with the producer that can help us find great sounds. Great. The drums sound huge, and you know the sound more like uh, to be able to compete with with these huge artists that mm-hmm. that have a million dollars to record. We don't have that. We just. Uh, you know, had a connection with a good producer and, and uh, hopefully make something great here. But uh, but then again, there's pop songs on the radio right now that I, I love. I love Katy Perry. I think her songs are all like, they're create you know, they're creative and interesting to my ears when I listen to them and, and they make me feel good. And uh, I think that, you know, some of the artists that are in that top 10 are great. You know, Adele, she's always like number mm-hmm. one on the, and, and it's, it's I think Adele is voice. doing the next James Bond song too. I think I think like she's doing the next. You know how they always like announce who's doing the yeah. next James Bond movie and then they go film the movie. I think uh, I think Adele's doing the next yeah. James Bond. And too. I don't and even necess- I don't even necessarily listen to her that much. But I'm just saying that you know there's people that uh, do great things in, in original creative things. You know ah, uh, you know. Um, you're, you're, what do you think? <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought here. It's okay. But, um, but, uh, who, who just uh, the girl that just died? <laughs> oh, right. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Winehouse. Right. I love her. Her album. Did you cry awesome. when Amy Winehouse died? I didn't cry, uh, but I did like her a lot. Right. Like you know, um, her voice is awesome. Uh, great songs. No, uh, you guys. Um, now, where can we find your solo stuff? You, uh, you can go to uh, chrisfafaliasings.com. Okay. Okay, and were you offended the other night when I said it was kind of silly? <laughs> no, like, like, I know. Like you I realized what I was talking about like you're I, a whimsical guy. Intentionally, though. What? Intentionally. Intentionally silly? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I think, not trying I, to. Be... I think the word that I should have used was fun. Like, yeah, but, like yeah. I, I didn't necessarily get yeah. them right away. Like, here's yeah. the thing. Like, like guys, give the, this ChrisFafaliosings.com <laughs> a chance because I've known Chris. I've known you for six, seven years, at least, and. Um, and knowing you as like a guy who's like in a rock band and this and that, and then when you come out with these little like R and B hip hoppy little songs, it makes me think that you're just fucking around, right? Well, but but and when I say that, it offends you. But but you it doesn't but, offend me. I don't think. <laughs> but I don't think you're fucking around. I think you're having fun. I, I am, and right? that's in everything I do. If I didn't have fun doing it, I wouldn't be doing it. And at first, yeah. I, I I went to Steve and I said, Steve, what the fuck is with that? What is that all about? And Steve goes, the songs are good. And I was like, come on, yeah, the songs are silly. And then, I'm, then, trust me, 10 minutes later, I'm singing the fucking songs in my head. Okay, good. That is the mark of a good song. Well, that yeah, I, that, I mean, that they are stuck in my head, and, and then I learn to appreciate them, and I like them. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting next to me. I mean, but look at... Because if they're crap, I would have told you they're crap. I, I don't like music that takes itself too seriously either. Right. You know, I like fun. I mean, look at Weezer. Look at look at the the first couple. I mean, all of them, but the first couple Weezer albums that everyone everyone loves and considers classic albums. Now, and look at the lyrics on those, and mm-hmm. listen to the music, and it's it's fun. Listen to El Scorcho. It's fun, you know. Right. Look, and uh, do you think Weezer lost some fun along the way, and then got it back? No, no, or no. I think on? no. I think they're still really fun. Because I love Ratitude, and that may be an unpopular thing great, to say sometimes. Great band. Dude. I had a student. I te- when I teach film, I had a student, uh, and she was. She was naming some band that she had put in her film project as soundtrack. And, and what were they? I don't even remember this band. It was one of these common kind of bands that are going on right now. And, and I jokingly go, it ain't no Green Day. <laughs> and, and, and she goes, Green Day sucks. Is that a common thing that Green Day sucks? Is that a common thing with the kids today? Like 20, and, uh, like 20 years uh, old? Or, or maybe, the fact, how old are you? I'm 30 now, 32? Yeah. Like maybe, uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't Maybe know if people think. I, I mean, I don't think. I mean, obviously, they're show, they're one of the biggest bands. Their shows are probably still gigantic. I haven't been to a Green Day show mm-hmm. in a long time. So I, 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 I literally camped out like a month ago. They were gonna they they played a bar in Costa Mesa, and I literally camped out on this charity site, and they were only gonna release tickets through this one website, and it was all for charity, and they were the tickets were literally like twenty dollars. They're gonna play a bar. Mm. And by and by the time the page reloaded, it was sold out. And I yeah. remember, and I think, mm. I mean, and I think that's the way to see Green Day, because uh, I saw them right before they released American Idiot, and it was a K Rock secret show, and literally it came on the radio as I'm passing a Ticketmaster. Yeah. And I went, and I went right into the Ticketmaster. I said, two tickets, please. 
And the guy behind me said, I want two tickets too, and they were gone. Yeah. Right? Like, I really lucked out. And that show was incredible, but it was only a, a couple hundred, hundred people. And I don't know if I could do the stadium thing. Those kind of things. Yeah, like, like, there's a distance I'm between not. you and the band, and you get worn out. Yeah. Yeah, that's not you fun. Know? That's not fun to me. Mm-hmm. But, uh,. It, it, I don't, so you're, are you, you're asking are, if I like Green Day? Yeah, I mean, are you guys? Well, well, uh, well. I think the question is, are you guys happy you only pay, play to a couple people? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I want. Are you guys you know. happy that maybe like like thirty people come and see you play? Uh, it'd be if I'm it's thirty. If it's thirty people no, that were I'm into it, feeling it, that'd you. be cool. Um, the 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 story I read the other day was that John Janik of Fuel by Ramen discovered. Uh, what is it? The um, Fallout Boy when they came to see you play. Yeah, and they signed s- Fallout Boy when they came to see you play. They signed both you guys within twenty four hours at the same time. Yeah, basically this, in the same. And month. then and then you guys go on to tour Japan with Fallout Boy and this and that. Seeing what happened with the Fallout Boys, um, would you ever wonder at night like why wasn't that my band? Why didn't they put the promotion into my band? Why didn't they push uh, my band? Why, no. why why didn't the kids accept my band? No, I mean Do you curse we, the kids. Well, first of all. First of all, we did reach a certain level of success that would have been, you know, that would have seemed incredible right. had it not been the constant comparison to this band that was like uh, uh, on an and, astronomical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if like we would have if we would have signed to Feel by Ramen, sold the amount of albums we sold, did the stuff we did, and Fall Out Boy didn't exist or didn't sign at the same time as we, it would have been like, you know, incredible. awesome. But but we were constantly comparing ourselves and being compared you guys compared yourselves well you have to look at the level of success of the people that are on the same label as you and and wonder and wonder you know what what are we doing wrong but i i think that you know the the differences were uh there's a lot of differences first of all first difference is that dude has an awesome voice and to me for the stereo no, no. Yeah, no that, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. Does, no, I think yeah, Jamie I mean, has an awesome voice. But, but, but I mean, you, it, it seems like he models his voice after Jamie from the stereo. And he, he, he admits yeah. that. Yeah, and he loves Jamie from the stereo. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and, and, yeah. And, and Patrick, has, Patrick has a great voice. And I think the, his voice is why they got huge. Because it doesn't matter. I think a lot of their lyrics were complete nonsense. And you didn't really understand what they were singing about. But that, that guy could sing the telephone book. And it's gonna sound good, and it's mm-hmm. just soulful and awesome voice. That's that's. Don't sell yourself short. Either. Yeah, because yeah, you, you do a really good Tim Armstrong voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of people I know who rank Action as one of the best pop punk oh. albums ever released. I, I, that's really nice thing to say. Yeah, that's that. Uh, I appreciate that. That's and that's, that's not even nice. our favorite album you guys put out. That's definitely nice. not my favorite album you guys put out. He said it, he used it as a coaster. I went over to his house. <laughs> he was using it that's to put okay. shit on. Yeah, whoever's That's... legs those are, they have a ring around them now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah, he actually used it to uh, try and get some stuff out of his teeth. I, I'm not taking anything away from the, the sing, you know, Steve and Paul. Uh, they're great singers. And even if you listen to Action that came out at that time, uh, I'm proud of that album. glad we made that album. But those guys have become such better singers since then. Right. That, um, you know. No, Delightfully and, Pleased is incredible. This is an thanks. album you guys put out last thanks. year. Uh, but but a lot I, of fun. Let me. I feel like we're jumping around. I'll yeah, finish my this finish is my thought. But we're talking music because you're a music guest, and so we yeah. don't have a lot of music. Yeah, we did. We had them a couple weeks ago. Um, but we like fin- I like talking music. Fin- finish my thought. Okay. My, my thought before we move on to that is is my my other thought of why why they were reached this level of success that they did is that they did a they great management. I'm kidding. They had amazing management who just knew all the right things to do, and we didn't so much have that. You know, we I, I you know. And we kind of thought you just put out an album, and you just tour, and we did that. I mean, 2002 to about 2006, seven somewhere in that area, we toured. We're doing 180, 200 shows a year, touring overseas. You know, uh, doing every tour we could, and uh, but not doing all the right things. You know, mm-hmm. you did a music video for us, but and I didn't like them. And but, you're right. Yeah. But here's the thing: when Action came out, we didn't make a music video. Until it had already, know. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, we no. didn't even have a music, like, that's like band 101. You make a music video, but but we just figured, put up, make this album, and just tour like crazy. And we made a music video so far after the fact 
that Paul had already left the our the guitarist band. Paul who left the band and came back and, and, five years and, later. And, and Paul, I love you. It was good meeting you the other night. But we, I mean, remember we almost made a video making fun of Paul. Well, I I don't know so much about that. I don't really remember that. Maybe maybe Did at we? the time. Maybe at the time we were. Oh no 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 no. I know it wasn't. It wasn't making fun of him. It It was was, just. It it was was going to be. That's what it was. It was going to be battle scars and what. And since Paul wasn't in the band anymore, we were going to have a large uh, black lady opera singer sing his parts and like as if she. It was. It was going to be blatantly obvious that it wasn't Paul. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't wasn't making making fun fun of Paul. It was basically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know you guys expected Paul, but Paul's not here. But but what I I was going to say is we made a video for that way too late super you just did it for free for us the well, getting there is getting yeah, by and yeah. greg uh who was the the guitarist at the time had been in the band a week yeah not long at all and he was pretending to sing parts that you know he didn't silly. even actually sing yeah i mean it was just for fun but we never made a legitimate music video right at, at a time where we should have had one you know and and there's just there's probably a list of 50 reasons but do you live in your regrets chris do you live no. in a world of regrets no the fact of the matter is that it's 14 years since we started a band. We're still a band. We're recording a new album right now, and just because we're we're a little bit older, I feel like I feel like uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna use Fall Out Boy as an example, they had their success, they ran their course, and they're not a band anymore. I'm sure they'll get back together and play stadiums again because right, you know. But but the fact of the matter is, we're still a band, and uh, everything that's happened seems to have happened for a reason and uh and, and it's, like, led, it's led to you on being on geekscape which that's right which some, I'm, may I'm see here right may, may, some may see as a pinnacle now, now i'm here right now um listen what about this this blink 22 album that's coming out this month there's oh, a blink 22 album coming out yeah, this month right like like because uh, we, we talk about a band who went on a hiatus and now they came back and like and i do th- agree with you i do think fall boy is going to come back yeah, yeah. but uh, but uh what do, you ask me what I think about the new Blink? Yeah, yeah, like coming out, like like coming I back. I really uh, don't care. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's been too uh, long. Is that the danger that no, a band's no, no. gone away for no, too long? No, it hasn't been too long, but but I just like heard the new songs. Didn't do anything for me. I mean, maybe they're maybe they're. Uh, I, I just haven't really cared in a while. <laughs> I think Mark Hoppus is awesome. He is. I awesome. think he's an awesome guy. I think he's. No, I won't let you, I think, be, uh, you. You can't be smart to him on my show. No, no, no. I won't stand for that. That is, he's like the coolest guy. In, Don't make fun of Travis either. He's like one of the cool. He's one of the. Uh, I Travis. Is, he's a great drummer. I, I think they're all. They're all great musicians. I talked to him in Wahoos. That Wahoos we ate at. Yeah, he's yeah. a very nice guy. Oh yeah, they're great musicians. Huge influence on me. Uh, that one made me want to be in a band. I was a teenager. You know that mm-hmm. they when they first came out, Cheshire Cat. 15 14 or 15 years old loved it and uh and loved them ever since but i just kind of lost interest in the past five years probably and and i i think it's i think it's because uh there's so there's so many bands writing so many great songs and i just wish that they would that they would write great like there i heard their new up all night i think yeah that's i heard it it just not really to me it there's nothing catchy about it nothing that moves me about it. I, I feel bad. I'm saying anything bad about Blink. It was the best Fox Bar Research song ever. Yeah. Heard. Did you hear what this jerk over here, the St. Mort kid? I mean, what you guys don't know is that the other night this guy fucking performed a song about getting slapped in the face with a penis. I like penis. that song. Actually. I like that. I like that song too. I was. I was. Are you thinking about? I was clapping co- along. Are you thinking about perhaps covering that song? That as a song I, I would. I'd like to do a very romantic, <laughs> sexy version of that song. <laughs> getting slapped in the face with a penis. Apparently, it's not hard to get Jack White to produce a song because he's doing the new insane. Oh, oh, watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch it. You're ta- you got a juggalo in the room. <laughs> Jack White is producing the new Insane Clown Posse song. Yes, it is yes. a joke or a gimmick or like what no. is that? Who cares? Look, look, I, I, I'm going to say you're right now. You're a juggalo. I know you're a juggalo. I'm a juggalo. But, is, but is, that part a juggalo. Of a, is that part of a jest? Come on, man. No, no, no. I have been a juggalo since I was about 15 or 16 years old, you, since I got Riddle Box. Do you, do, do, you, do you enjoy, do you like that movie Boondock Saints? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. Yeah, the director was sitting right there, and, and we were t- making fun of his Juggalo fans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're, you're a Juggalo. So if you like Boondock Saints, yes, you passed the first test. You were definitely a Juggalo. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, ICP, they've been around forever. They've been hated by everybody except Juggalos for so long. And go, go, to, an ICP, go to the gathering and see how many people are there. 
Oh, it's, did you go to the gathering? No, I've always I, wanted to. Because I know to. Tony I, wanted to go. I read an awesome, awesome article about the gathering. It was in a... This is the Insane Clown Posse that put together this get-together every year. Where yeah, it's, like, they, it's like a festival where, or what? It's a festival where they try to kill Tila Tequila. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, what, a, that's what they tried to throw rocks at her and shit. It, it's in Ohio, but I read... Corey, uh, drummer and punchline, had a tattoo magazine. And while we were in Japan last time, uh, we were riding on a bus or something. He said, hey, read this article about the gathering. And I read it. And it was inspiring. And it's just how everyone comes together. Everybody's cool to each other. Everyone's on every drug in the world. Everybody's. <laughs> but yet, I think you it was know, a, it's I think a lot of people, it, it, a lot of people who are, don't, you know, come could, from could, bad could, families, come from. Perhaps could you have been reading a, uh, there's like an insane clown policy out on one side and the other side you're reading about Burning Man? Could that have perhaps? No, no, no. It sounds I've like never... Burning Man. It sounds like an insane clown policy version well, of Burning Man. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Insane clown policy has been releasing music for years. You speak a little louder. It, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. They've been releasing music for years, and I think they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, their yeah. songs are really funny. That Rainbow they... song. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. That's awesome. thing, that yeah. song, they, all their albums always got like one-star reviews. And that album was actually overly positive from every music critic was getting like three to four star ratings for that particular album. And the, the thing about that song is I was like, oh, this is just hokey and funny. But then when I actually saw people on YouTube starting to cover the song and, you know, they, they stripped it down and they made it a nice little instrumentals and stuff. I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty well done song. Like, this is a nice little <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah. Hey, can I... Can I do you, a plug? Can, can plug I plug Juggle Ohio? I think you should because Tony Hartman and Dave Bissella yeah. now, is they, they want to write for Geekscape. So two of our writers, who I, I met through you guys. Yeah. Uh, my friends Tony and Dave do a show called Juggle Ohio. JuggleOhio.com. It's spelled exactly how you think it would be spelled. They make a great show. which, And the thing about Juggle Ohio, which I'm surprised that well, I think that, that uh, Violent J and Shaggy2Dope have seen the show now. but No, they tweeted about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, is it's awesome. And, and they should get behind it because I feel like it's a funny show based on Juggalos, but it doesn't make fun of Juggalos. No. It just totally shows some guys that are friends and they're Juggalos. And it just, <laughs> it's just something they happen to be. And that you can, you can uh, have a, a normal life and, all, and you can make a sitcom about Juggalos. I think what Dave and Tony were saying, and I saw every. Have you seen this? No. Dave and Tony, Tony Hartman, who did uh, the book with you. Yep. Um, Whistle Whistle Pig. Yeah. He did Whistle Pig with with Chris, and we prom promoted that a couple of years ago. And uh, Dave wants to write for Geekscape, and he's going to start writing for Geekscape. And Tony, I think Tony's moving out here. Yeah, he he's going he's to be replacing Saint Mort. And um, and I'm watching this show, and I was expecting them to start making fun of the Juggalos. Yeah. And. I think what they're saying is, juggalo, being a juggalo doesn't it doesn't just it doesn't derail your life, it enhances your life. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you know what? You pay you pay cheaper for soda. Yeah. I mean, how how easy? As soon <laughs> when I hear someone start making fun of juggalos, I just feel like that's like that's not even. I mean, how easy of a target are juggalos? Like, what you're really taking a stretch. Why don't you make fun of? Uh, I don't know, corn while you're at it. Like, yeah, corn man, yeah. sucks. But what's your point? I like, would make you, fun of you. Podcasters, <laughs> guys who are married and can do nothing better than play video games, watch think, movies, and I hang think, out on the couch. I think it's cool. Four or five years, Chris. Yeah, but when you were on Geek Drum, that was six years ago. Yeah, five you know years what's ago, cool so. about that though is a lot of people would just sit around, do the same things you're doing, and not uh, contribute something to the world after they watch it. They would well, go to sleep and. Yeah. And, and not and I think that that's we're trying to be positive here we're trying to get the the, the kids writing and, and, and watching the shows and going out and being part of the yeah. community and, and, and discovering nice bands and that they can listen get to and get people involved and, and uh, I think that's awesome to put something in the world that wasn't there before did you see last week I don't want to uh, fuck it I'll toot my own horn I was in an, I was interviewed in an article for CNN interviewed on an article in the New York Post about two completely different subjects for CNN, they like they they read the uh, racism in comics mm. article that I wrote a couple months ago, uh, or like a month or two ago, and they, they they I look at this interview, and it's like Mike, Brian Michael Bendis, Judd Winnick's interviewed alongside me, and then this Star Wars one that just came out in the New York Post this past Saturday, uh, we're talking about the Blu-ray changes, and you know I was in this movie, The People vs. George Lucas. Yeah. Like a lot of those things wouldn't have happened without the Geekscape, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like it's crazy. And and I want and I, I want I do want to say this is that it, like you were razzing me about not, I love not listen you. listening to to the podcast and stuff. A lot of times you start talking about comic books a lot, and that's where you lose me because I, I I don't read comics. I used to. Yeah, I, but, I, I, but I think I, we should try and get you guys back into the comics. 
Wait, wait, what is the, what is the problem with comics? About it less. Yeah, I mean, so I we like about that and video games. We can talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like video games. I like movies. I like television. I like, I like a lot of the geeky stuff. But comic books. I read comic books when I was. What are you saying? What are probably. Your, what are you I stopped reading comic books when I was about fifteen. What I read you, Silver Surfer. What are you about to say? He found insane clown posse and gave yeah, up. Yeah, you I mean, found music? Apparently. No, no, no. You're like, this will get me laid. <laughs> I, I, my only point about this is this is why I, I don't I don't haven't seen every episode. You can go back Geek and download the Simon Pegg episode. We had a great conversation. Oh, man. Yeah, full, full hour we're talking about his, awesome. his books, his movies. He sat right where you sit Dude, right Dude, I now. was just watching some Geekscapes today. Or, or t- <laughs> No. Just don't watch last week's because it's 30 minutes of comic book. Yeah, <laughs> la- the, whenever Ian Kerner's on there, you do not watch that I episode. never... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that <laughs> I started, guy? I started he's, watching he, he's it. He's intense, from, right? From the, for a second, I'm like, I can't... You can't keep us because I don't understand. You know what? A lot of the audience can't roll with Ian Kerner. Okay. Enjoy him for the intensity. Okay. It's uh, awesome you, you interviewed, like, a lot Rain of people, Wilson? A lot of people. And, 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 and we, we went to the um, X-Men First Class uh dvd premiere like their blu-ray and we, we talked to lucas till who played havoc mm-hmm. and he was a really cool like, young actor but i've met some incra- crazy people i mean stan lee we threw the party this summer together like awesome. how could that ever happen yeah. for me making just stupid shorts and trying to be I a director cool, man. um uh, chris you and i went to see a movie on friday night we went to see this, this new steven soderbergh movie contagion it's got like an ensemble cast and it deals with real world issue of uh, a contagion a virus that gets into the population and starts multiplying rampantly and before you know it it's infected on a glo- it's infected people on a global scale and led to uh before you can actually get a cure or an um uh yeah they can start to even get their heads around the, the scale of this virus it's already infected a large part portion of the population killed one in four people um and it's kind of the real world view of what would happen if like something from like a hot zone ever happened or uh something like that um you didn't enjoy the movie and i don't think i enjoyed the movie either even though steven soderbergh is one of the best directors around it had a cast that was amazing with like matt damon lawrence fishburne kate winslet you know um elliot gould elliot gould (laughs) um the cast was great the directing was great i would even say that the filmmaking was great but it had the narrative excitement of reading a Newsweek article. There, there was no reason why that movie needed to be made. That's that's what what was the reasoning behind? What did I? I was trying to before I came here. I wanted to write down like what was the theme of that movie or the moral like or or, or any kind of message or, or reason. It did. It wasn't uplifting. It, it was, I, th- I think the point was to not like Gwyneth Paltrow or Asian people. Or not, because if a virus eat? is going to destroy the populace of this planet, yeah. it will be brought upon by Gwyneth Paltrow or Asian people. I mean, some things that I learned were <laughs> uh, don't shake hands with the chef. <laughs> don't don't, <laughs> don't eat, touch your face. Don't Yeah, don't touch your face. Don't eat pork. Uh, don't go to China. Um, if, you're, if your wife's cheating on you, she'll die of... <laughs> Uh, horrible but you, but, disease but you'll have enough antibodies to live throughout the movie and watch the deterioration of civilization i, I uh, just uh you know when that movie started to get exciting when things started to get chaotic yeah when you see society start to break down it was like because because they, they, they develop what do they develop they develop a um uh like a like a not a, not really a, a cure but sort a of a um, like a serum or something yeah and people start rushing the lines and, and they start running out of food and yeah. things like that that's so you, where i thought okay here we go this movie's going to get awesome. Yeah. This is, they've been building it up to this. And, I mean, I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. But I, I would like to because I don't think anyone should see it. <laughs> um, guys, if you're a film student, if you're a fan of Steven Soderbergh, if you like really good performances, you should see this movie on Netflix uh, or something. It, it's not a special effects spectacular, so it doesn't demand that you go and see it in a movie theater. That being said, um, I did feel like I was reading a Michael Crichton book. Like, I felt like I was reading The Andromeda Strain. Do you guys remember reading that, like in middle school, high school? Uh, it's just that it, it, it's as dry. It's got moments that are exciting, but they're surrounded by long stretches of just watching procedural and science. Um, if that's your thing, go enjoy it. Otherwise, my favorite movie of the year, Warrior. That's out there right now. So uh, why didn't we go see that? Because I'd seen it. Yeah, I know. And I've been ta- I've been tooting that horn for a couple of weeks. That movie's so awesome. You'll like it. It'll make you want to go to the gym. 
Yeah, yeah. See, that's the kind of thing that I want to see. And maybe it inspires me to go to the gym because I'm having some problems with it. Because that made you not want to go to Tokyo. You guys, are, you guys just yeah. did a Tokyo tour in November, yeah. and did you touch a lot of faces there? I don't know. Was that where I thought it was? Thought no, it was, it was Hong Kong. Hong Kong. But then, yeah. then you see the guy on the bus in, in Tokyo collapse, oh, or the guy yeah, on the yeah. train, or something right. like that. Um, yeah, Contagion, guys, can only recommend it on a filmmaking level, but you can might as well Netflix that if you're really interested. But otherwise, like my friend Chris and I said. You're probably going to find yourself a little bit bored. It's only an hour and 45 minutes, but it feels like a three-hour movie. It yeah. feels like a Lord of the... It, it feels, was, it feels it like... not good, man. Um, so, Chris, you enjoy the bad movies. Not, I do. Insofar that you even started a blog. Why would you ever do that? Yeah, I know. The guy behind Geekscape. Um, you actually started a blog where you talk about bad movies that are on, in, on Netflix Instant. And we have a new writer um, here on the uh, on the site. Who, if you guys go to the site and look for her demons to uh, Night of the Demons review, um, Allison has actually put up a review of Night of the Demons, not the original '80s version, but the straight to DVD version that's on Netflix Instant right now. And it reminded me of the stuff that you guys do on your blog. What's the name of the blog that you do? Uh, you can you can see it. It's called. You can go to greatbadmovies.com, uh-huh. uh, and it, basically what it is is me and my friend Jers. We went to high school together, been friends forever. He moved to Hawaii. He works for uh, a company that harvests organs from organ donors. Oh. So he has a pretty cool job, pretty necessary. It's uh, like that scene in Contagion when they scale back, uh, when, they yeah, scalp, yeah. when they scalp uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't, I don't think that they were harvesting her brain. But, <laughs> no, they were but, finding uh, out that it liquefied. But uh, Jerry's been my friend for a long time, and this is kind of a way. Uh, you know, but we've always, we're huge mystery science theater fans mm-hmm. and uh, always just, you know, always on that level, we've been on the same wavelength. And he moved to Hawaii and this was a way for us to to uh, always be uh, making each other laugh. Right. And um, basically what we do is go on Netflix Instant and when it's your turn, you dare the other person to watch a movie. Oh, that's and, not bad. That's and, like a that's like a one at a time gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. And I told you what the gauntlet was, yeah, right? Yeah. We watch one all. We watch like six in a row overnight. Yeah, that's not bad. But so, um, what happens if somebody doesn't do the dare? Well, you got to. The the rule is you have to make it at least fifteen minutes into the movie. That's like no matter what it is, yeah. you got to make it fifteen minutes. Up that to an hour. That's some pussy shit I'm hearing here. But th- no, neither of us have really. The only one there was a Angela Lansbury movie called A Green Journey. And he only made it 15 minutes. <laughs> but, but, but he wrote a full review in that. It was like boring, right? Uh, I mean, it was Angela Lansbury. She was a Catholic school teacher. And yeah. it also had a girl from Sex in the City. No, 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 no. Chris, no, Chris, but, Chris, 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 no, Chris, no, no, Chris no, no. let me tell you but something. You got, look, Having done the gauntlet for six years, let me just tell you how it's going to be done. It's got to have wizards in it or fucking aliens. Sure, or it's got to have fucking guy with Dracula versus Frankenstein, you guys, the point is, you're trying to torture. I'm trying to torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear what you're saying, but, but man. Um, but there are some of those movies. I just did a review of Tomcat starring Richard Grieco. What happens in the Tomcat? Um, well, what happens in Tomcat is that there's a man and and he has a couple sensual scenes or the first couple. couple <laughs> it's Richard scenes. Grieco. And and he's very. He's very cat-like in the scenes, licking the woman's face and, and things That's like that. That's a fucking contagion right there. <laughs> and, uh, and then you find out that he was part of an experiment that where they linked the back of his head with the back of a cat's head. <laughs> and, and, he, and somehow that he, he gained the cat's essence. That could explain some of Richard Grieco's acting. And, and uh, it's just, at first I think, wow, this Richard Grieco, he's a handsome guy. And about 45 minutes into the movie, I... I he was became my least favorite actor. I felt <laughs> dirty watching the movie. I felt very creepy. <laughs> Licking people. And it was okay. it was really like really I, I hated it and uh, and wrote a review and Did you think of the full length of the film? I, I, I made it, it about an hour and then I, I fast forwarded to the end. Uh, I, was, but, I don't know if he, you know what with this tap hour rule I don't think they can make a gauntlet he said, the second uh, I put Deadly Prey in there they're fucked he said Tom Katz at first and I'm like I, I know I thought that, that yeah, 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 yeah I thought no, it was Jerry no. O'Connell with, uh, with, with, with who's the who's Busey the, right the, yeah Jake Busey and who else was it from uh, fucking Shannon Elizabeth yeah, Shannon Elizabeth's in it, but well, who's the MTV VJ that's on it? No. Bill Bellamy. <laughs> Bill <laughs> Bellamy's in Tom How to be a player. He's in How to be a player. <laughs> no, but but yeah. we've, we've been doing this for... GreatBadMovies.com. GreatBadMovies.com. Been doing it for a while. Uh, and sometimes 
you get dared to watch a movie and you're like this isn't that bad and and one of the ones he dared me to watch recently which geeks all over the world are, are gonna be mad that it's even on the blog so he dared me to watch the wizard and the wizard He's an asshole the wizard's a great movie and, and i i knew that he goes no man he goes you haven't watched it in a while and i had watched it in the past like five years i was like i think it's good and i watched it and i'm like this movie's awesome this you know the <laughs> cast fred savage Christian Jenny Slater. Lewis, Christian Slater, Bo Bridges, uh, and it just there's a scene in that. In a power glove. Yeah, power. It's so bad. So I love that. <laughs> that yeah. was my favorite quote of the movie. So it's bad. so bad. But there's a scene in the movie. There's a scene in the movie that was like where I was like, wow, that's like my childhood, like summed up in like 30 seconds. What, what the scene was? It was Fred Savage, Jenny Lewis, and the little kid. They're in diner. They're this would have been awesome if this was part of my childhood, but it kind of was. It was there was a tabletop. They were seeing a table, and Ninja Gaiden was in in the tabletop, and they were playing it. That's right. That's and, insane. And so they're playing this nin, Ninja Gaiden. What's funny is and, Chris's childhood just involved him jumping and sticking to walls. Yeah, and and then doing backflips and sticking to other walls. And Ninja Gaiden stuff. And over the speakers was New Kids on the Block hanging tough in this scene and i'm like wow everything about me being a kid in this fred Sa and fred savage yeah, in, yeah. you know so fred savage and jenny lewis is in it ninja guide at a tabletop and new kids on the block yeah i would say that that's the epitome of 1991 yeah yeah is that and one I, of your you know, favorite arcade memories by any chance uh no my uh oh yeah well, well i mean on the forums if you guys go to the geekscape forums like we're talking about our favorite arcade memories and i always loved it when like a neighbor's like kid like birthday would come along and her their parents would rent out the arcade for a couple hours and all the games were like unlocked yeah oh. and you could just play them non-stop and you could actually beat the big games that would bankrupt you otherwise yeah I, I mean as far as greatest arcade games the teenage mutant ninja turtles arcade game yeah, of course incredible the, the original or turtles in time which was the second one where you could throw well, the foot soldier as long as the screen. arcade version i yeah. mean the nintendo versions of the arcade versions were a little scaled down yeah, those were good, wonky. but, but uh and nba jam nba jam incredible we, you know what you're a big wii guy yeah I love right and, and i love my wii and we love the wii wii and we got to be do we have each other's friend code i think we do are we yeah, going, are yeah, you I've, in my plaza you. i've raced you you've man. definitely raced me in memorial kart um that nba jam is it online like can you play can i play no, you in the nba jam no that's my do you I, have the new nba jam i do the wii? i do and the pro my problem with the new nba jam is the play control hmm. I, i'm not feeling the play control you know uh Oh, you actually use the nunchuck? Can you play it sideways? Yeah, you can play. That's how okay. I play it. Okay. I play it sideways. Sideways I mean, the nunchuck the thing. I, I yeah. just I, I loved it for Sega Genesis so much and was so good at it. Yeah. And now like I just lost interest in it real quick. I was so excited about it coming out for so long too. Yeah, I was actually thinking about getting it for the 360 because that's where I do a lot of my social gaming. Is on the 360. It's got like a good social network. The we never really had a really good capability for playing social games. The PlayStation I just play because it's a fucking machine and whatever i want to look great i play on the ps3 but i want to play the nba jams and i probably want to play you on the nba jams you Can't know they're coming it. out with a new edition of the nba jams which i guess they're just trying to upgrade the rosters and fix a lot of the problems that we had with the oh with for the, we with last year's yeah well for all the systems so i'm re i'm interested in revisiting that yeah luckily stockton will still be in the game because that's my reason to buy it um <laughs> Yeah, we gotta play the NBA Jam. What, what about this Zelda Skyward Sword that comes out November twentieth? Are you into the Zelda games? I uh, the last Zelda game I played and was real into was the one for the the Game Boy Advance, which was Link's Awake. Uh, oh, 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 Minish Cap. Minish Cap. That was great. That was the last one, and I was right at the end of it, and I, and I remember playing it on tour. Uh, we oh, we shit, did. A I want to hear this. Did you lose it? No, no, no. We, we were on tour with MXPX in uh -huh. the UK. And I remember just, uh, uh, I didn't have a phone I could, you know, I'm always on the phone, yeah, always yeah, texting, yeah. doing something on the internet. You do the Twitter? And, and, yep, I do all okay. those. And, and uh, I feel like that, but, but I didn't have that. So when, when there was downtime, I was playing this Minish Cap game all the time. And I got like real close to the end. I never finished it. So when you got back to the States, you went back to yeah, your phone? Yeah, back to being a normal Oh, you, you just hold it on your fucking pocket. Like, like I know. I almost bought a 3DS before I came. You should have, man. We could have street passed. I, I just, uh, I don't know what games are good on it. And I don't know right now, not it. a lot. Yeah. Right, I was right like, now. I was like, what would I play on this that I'd get into? In all honesty, Chris, you, you're going to want to wait. Because the 3DS, the two games that I have for it, I've, I've had Ocarina of Time finally beat it 
you know, I like what I like about the 3DS is like I'm able to play it for 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and I'm able to carry it around. And what's cool is that they kind of make you, they kind of urge you to carry it around, like you do street passing, which it counts your steps and you unlock coins and shit when you pass other people. Like you trade information. Oh. Like if you had yours and I had mine, we'd be trading information. Street pass? You mean like, so like what? my me would go over to yours, your me would come over to mine, and we would give each other gifts. And if our, if the games had gifts in them. You could unlock things in your game, and I could unlock things in my game. Wow, Nintendo is always thinking of cool stuff. They are, but um, but but they aren't thinking about releasing a lot of games we can play. Yeah. So like the only games that came out with were like a racing game, a Rayman game, yeah. a Street Fighter game. The only games I have are Ocarina of Time 3D, which is fucking awesome. I'm sure it is awesome. And then I just got Star Fox 64 3D, which. Did you like old school Star Fox? Uh, you you know remember what? for like the Super Nintendo and the Sixty Four? You know, back back then, the reason that I didn't get so into Star Fox was because I was a Sega Genesis guy, and mm. I didn't have. A, now looking back, I'm like, why didn't I have a Super Nintendo? But I was into NHL hockey games. And yeah, and it was awesome on the. On the oh man. it was awesome on the Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. remember when it was in Chasing Amy and they're playing that? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, <laughs> no, not Chasing Amy. It's uh, Mallrats. Mallrats, the beginning yeah, of Mallrats. Beginning yeah. of Mallrats, right? Oh, it's both of them. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Right? into the fight while playing the game and uh, chasing Amy. Okay, well. so um, that game, Mutant League Football? Yeah, yeah, like sports games, it was it was great for sports games. Sega Genesis, and that's what, you know, I don't know if people... Joe Montana watch, football. Joe Montana sports talk football. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them do play. I mean, some of you guys at Geekscapers do play sports games, and you should definitely use the forums to go on there and talk about what sports games you love, because... Uh, I loved the Mutant League football, and then on the original NES, skateboarding game, Seven Twenty. Yeah, skate TNC die. Surf Design. You know, I'm gonna say the greatest sports game for the regular. I'll say the worst and the best. Okay. <laughs> the best sports game ever for regular NES is Little League Baseball. I don't the, know if you've ever the, played. The, you said the best. The best okay. was Little League Baseball. I didn't play that. It was it was like a better version of um, I think RBI Baseball. Okay. But where you could control the pitches when they go, and the graphics were good, and the playing was... It's just, I still play that right now and have fun. And we still, like, our friends that were into it, we still know, like, who to put in on, like, like this random city, like, Texas, <laughs> Canada. Texas you know the Canada. players? Oh, yeah, like, Stan, <laughs> Jim, you know, like, uh, I still remember them, and, and it was awesome. The worst game ever made, sports game ever made for Nintendo, was Wayne Gretzky Hockey. I don't know if you ever played it. No. Oh my God, that that I I guess they sold it. They they sold copies of that because Wayne Gretzky's name was on it. And that's it. I think it was like an ET kind of thing. Like they made <laughs> they knew that they knew that they could sell it because the name ET was on it. I guess they thought they could sell it because the name Wayne Gretzky was on it. But it was the worst. What game. an awful game. I wish we could. You know, I had a a friend of mine unlock the what's it called uh, on your Wii where you have every Nintendo game ever. It's uh, like an emulator. It, yeah, but it was yeah. co- the Homebrew Channel. Yeah, the Homebrew Channel. And I had every... And then when I got the new Wii Sports Resort... You, it, I remember you trying to convince me how to unlock the Homebrew Channel on my Wii. Okay, your people on your forums, right. if they watch this, I swear that you have I to... I couldn't get it to work. Yeah, I swear that you have to do something where you buy the Zelda game, the, the first Wii Zelda game. Okay, it was, uh, it was, it was um, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. There's a part where you start walking backwards. Mm-hmm. You just keep walking backwards. And you, I guess you have to be like linked up some other way too. This is bullshit. But it's not, man. I swear that's how he has to, that's how he this does it. This is bullshit. Whoever programmed this homebrew channel, that's okay, how so you Okay, so you're in Twilight Princess. You walk backwards. You jump backwards. You do I don't know exactly And then all of a sudden you, you have every NES yes. game on your fucking Wii. It downloads the home. It's like some kind of secret way to get the homebrew channel. But anyway, it erased the homebrew channel off of my Wii when I got the new Wii Sports Resort because it made me get an update. And I was really bummed because I got to play all these horrible old Nintendo games and the, and the few good ones. And you like the, the Sports Resort? I love it. I like just flying the plane around. That's fun. I like just ch- chilling on the plane. Wii Sports Resort. I like archery. Uh, I like pretty much all the games except like the rowing, like whatever the kayak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my dumb. wife and I get But the jousting arguments. is fun on she, there. My, Laura's really good at that one. Um, the, 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 the Star Fox 64 is re, 3D is really good. Um, the graphics are phenomenal. It works really well. You can do it, make it gyroscopic. So like whenever you move the, the yeah. 3DS, it moves the ship. I turn that off though because I'll end up fucking running into shit. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's but the thing is, after playing Ocarina of Time, which is a huge, expansive game, 
I beat Star Fox in an hour. You know, because then you go back and you can do a different path and try and you remember how you could do different paths, like you could fly different planets, and if you there were secret there were secret exits to certain uh, missions that would allow you to fly to different parts of the star system. And the game's really fun. The reason I got it, and I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, is it's got multiplayer on it. Mm -hmm. So we can actually battle each other flying around, and we can see our, each other's faces on the screen, yeah. which is kind of cool. But if you were looking to get a 3DS, right now, I would say hold off until Mario Kart 7 comes out. Yeah. So you know we're going to be doing that. So Mario Kart 7 comes out, in, I think, in November, and then uh, Mario, I think, Super Mario 3D. Nice. Which is like the, their Mario version. It I, looks a lot like Mario Galaxy. I, I think Mario Kart for Wii is, it surpassed... Uh, Double from, Dash? It surpassed for me Mike Tyson's Punch-Out as the greatest game ever. Ever. Mario Kart for Wii. I love it. Really? There's never been a more fun game to me. I really wow. like Double Dash. I like Double Dash What's on the Double? game. This is the one on the GameCube where there were two people per car. Oh, you know what? I didn't have a GameCube, so... Oh, you gotta... Let's it, play it. it. Yeah. All right, let's go play it. <laughs> fuck, fuck finishing the there, album. Let's play it. No, Scoop 4. Scoop 4. You're gonna look uh, like a Lyle's fucking right. sitting back there. <laughs> I know. I, I've seen it, and then you, in the camera, it's like, why is this right. person like... Well, I feel like I'm real hunched. I'm like, um, So... You know where I played Star Fox? <laughs> in Smooth Moves. The fuck is Smooth Moves? What's Smooth... Only one of the greatest... Another one of the greatest video games ever made. For Wii, Smooth Moves. Oh. Wario. Oh, oh, okay. Wario Smooth Moves, where you're doing like the five second things. I never got into the, the Wario games. Oh, dude, it's, you know, Smooth I never Moves got into is them. incredible. There's a, there's a part where you're playing all old Nintendo games. Like a, an old Nintendo game comes up, it like starts. You're only playing them for five, ten seconds. Uh, one of them's like a, a boss level where you have to beat a level of, of, <laughs> Star Fox. Of Star Fox. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But no, dude. Smooth Moves, man. Oh, please get into Smooth Moves. <laughs> okay. It's seriously one of the greatest <laughs> games ever. It's what made me buy a Wii. Really? Yeah, smooth moves. Um, are you, you know, so what, do you think, what do you think about this Wii U? There's a new Wii that they announced at E3 that oh, has yeah. like a separate like I did see that, yeah. Pad, like an iPad portion, and it communicates with the Wii kind of system. And so you can have a screen here, like let's say your girlfriend comes in the room right. and says, "I want to watch TV." She turns it off, and it immediately moves to your pad. Yeah. Or like in a ninja game, you could. Flick or, the stars off the pad onto the screen. You or can flick you, things onto the screen. Or if you were playing Jeopardy, you could write in your answer on the pad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stuff like that. The, the funny thing about that is, like, me and my girlfriend, we played Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune on Wii. Jesus, and, you guys are insane. You guys are, are the you guys are the couple on the Wii commercials. You know how yeah, there's yeah. always those Nintendo hokey-ass commercials? Yeah. Uh, Wii Party is awesome. No, Wii Party. Uh, Mario Party and Wii Party are usually pretty I don't good. have Mario Party, but Wii Party is Dex awesome. Carnival. Carnival games. Carnival really? games. It's Carnival games is one that people like. I know, but Carnival games is a popular game for the week. Th this might sound real like Nintendo snobbish, but if it's not made by Nintendo, I don't want it. I like the games that are made Holy by shit. Nintendo. Listen, Carnival games. I heard Carnival games good. You can bring your own little skee ball into your house. Yeah. You can shoot the ducks. Like, I don't know. I think it might be it's exploring that. It's every game you've future. ever wanted to play at the Carnival without the smell of vomit and popcorn. I get, I get psyched about. Uh, but Carnival games was made by that company that made like. Uh, What's that other game I have? I have like a, you know, it's kind of like a Wii Play kind of game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Wii Play's awesome. Wii Play's okay. But, the tanks and stuff like that, I like that stuff. Yeah, I like the find the meat. And the cow racing. Yeah, yeah. I like those games. Um, you can get Carnival for like $5. You know, if you get it for like, $5, it's, awesome. it's a good $5 spent. Yeah. It'll bring you and your girlfriend closer together. Okay. How long have you been with this girl? Uh, over, uh, for a long time. How many years? For, for pushing, pushing four. Yeah, it's time to go take it to the Carnival games level. I think. Carnival games. I remember when Lauren. I remember when Lauren and I got to like the sports resort level. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's time to do. This. Sarah plays Wii with me, and and she knows I like it a lot, so she she sucks woman. it up. She sucks it up and plays it with me. You so. can't marry her until your band has a, a hit album. But I mean, why is that a rule? Because it'll it'll hold you back. <laughs> Trust me. Have you no. seen my feature film? Yeah, exactly. No. Um, I've been playing a Dead Island, the zombie game. You see me playing it. Yeah. Um, I like it. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit more on a future episode of the podcast or on the website. But um, I never got into like Fallout or any of those kind of games. But it, it, it and I was worried with this game that it was going to be too much for like Left 4 Dead. But this is a good game to play by yourself. I haven't played the online co-op with other people yet. But I like that there's role-playing elements to it. I have to do missions. I have to do missions for people on the island who are survivors, and I go around whacking zombies. And I like the role-playing elements of it. I like the. It, it, I mean, sometimes it is a bit laborious because you do have to search every fucking thing on the island. Every 
piece of luggage, every car, you have to search everything if you're going to survive. And it really doesn't matter what weapons you use. Uh, but as you get level up, the game becomes a little bit easier and it, you kill zombies quicker. I remember I just kept getting killed early in the game. Like my weapons weren't doing anything and my character wasn't powered up. But that being said, there are some, the game looks massive. It doesn't take too long to load, which is awesome. Uh, I, I haven't fe found too many of the bugs that people were complaining about in the reviews of this game, but there are elements because they have to create missions to make the game full. There are some portions of the game where you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, you're on a zombie-infested island, and some chick wants her teddy bear. I'm not fucking going over there to get a teddy bear. And there's literally a mission that's like, can you go get my teddy bear? I can't sleep without it, and I'm really tired. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, tr I'm, I'm trying to help uh, stave off a zombie like an infestation here i don't have time to go get your, your your the the teddy bear that you left in your bungalow on the other side of the island that's just stupid you're trying to get us all killed here you want me to probably stress like, age because if they're imagining a four-year-old girl you oh yeah like that, that oh yeah yeah no 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 the person who sends you on that mission isn't a four-year-old the person who sends you on that mission <laughs> looks 25 <laughs> like i probably should have just taken the pipe to her head and be like you know what let me let, let me solve your sleeping issues boom there, you're asleep. I, it, things like that, story-wise, are annoying, but um, I'm enjoying the game so far. It got knocked a lot in, in the reviews, um, but I'm enjoying it. I, don't, I haven't played the co-op yet, so if you guys are online, I've got the Xbox Live. Uh, Geekscape.net is my username, spelled out, D-O-T-N-E-T. Um, I'm enjoying that, but i got to tell you, you got to get the 3DS for Mario Kart. Yeah, I will. we got to do this. Um, and... Chris, yeah. When are these songs going to be released? Do you think? When are we going to start hearing some I of these songs? I think that I think that we'll release the first one in either late October or, or you know, early to mid November. And what are you guys going to do? You guys are going to release one a month on like iTunes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, to, how, how's that work as a strategy? I don't know anything about the music industry. Trust me. Um, why I not? Think, why not just put out a full album and be like, hey, here's a full album like you guys did last year? Because I feel like the whole music industry is moving towards digital singles and and just you know if you like a band you might it might instead of taking two two and a half three years between albums which we try to keep it to two i mean we we want to do an album every year but keep people interested in your band and uh, i think the point of being in a band is to uh how do we get to this so fast i feel like we jumped so fast from you matt talking Ke about that yeah <laughs> matt kelly will tell you i'm the master of the segue yeah that was crazy segue but anyway yeah. uh i think um keeping people interested in your music you, you're in a band your your reason for being in a band for me anyway is to write songs right. make music and you know you'll see bands make a 10 song album and and not release anything for another three years and yeah. it's like how can you stay interested in the band and and uh you know i'm a fan of artists that are constantly releasing things and back to like the hip-hop thing these hip-hop artists, a lot of people that I like, hip-hop and R&B and stuff, they release mixtapes on the internet. You download them for free, and they put one out every, like, couple, couple months. Weeks. Or yeah, a yeah. couple months. I mean, and you... And, so you constantly and, have music. They're constantly engaged. You, it's like a social network you're, you're thing. You're constantly interested. It's like an yeah. internet thing. Yeah. You know? As and, frequently and, as you tweet, you get a song. And I think that, uh, you know, that's the way that all of music is moving. And I think that's why, you know, artists are releasing things on vinyl, too, mm -hmm. which... Is because why? I'm not. I still buy some CDs, but what CDs aren't collectible, and right. you know, and vinyl is. Yeah, and and you know what I saw, which I think is really smart, is releasing. Uh, I saw over at our producer's uh, apartment. He had the new Weezer and the new Bad Religion, and they were both on vinyl, but it came with the CD inside. Hmm. And why not? Right. Like, or or a, a download code. Yeah, yeah. If you have, if it comes with a download code and you can download the full yeah. album and keep the the vinyl there in a I'll, sleeve, then it works. I'm not trying to discourage people from buying CDs. I still buy CDs, especially if there's something there, you know, like an awesome layout or something interesting. Uh, but it's uh, what usually happens is you put them on your iPod and then you stick it on your shelf and forget about it. Collects dust. Yeah. Right. So um, you've got this, uh, and so you guys are going to be releasing what a song a month? You think through yeah, iTunes? Yeah. That's the that's, idea that's for that's an the, entire year. That's the plan. Well, um, we'll probably do a song a month for a while and then release a full length that includes those songs plus plus a lot more. Okay. All right. And where can we find out uh, information on on your on your band? 
Uh, you can look us up on Facebook, Punchline. Okay. Punchline Facebook page. Is or, there a Punchline website? Uh, you go to modernshortstories.net. Okay, and that's your website? Is, is the website the for label. the label, yeah. I mean, you guys can also find great bands like yeah. Spontaneo. I like uh, your, your uh, group mates, Corey and Paul, are in a band that I really like. The Composure. I really enjoy those guys. And then that band that we love, uh, Bright, and Early. Bright and Early, is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and you guys aren't even the best band on your label. We, we, That's fucking yeah. crazy. We, we have a lot of great bands on our label. Spontaneo just released the Night Beast. Night Beast's new album. Night Beast is hilarious. Yes. It's they, like a rap, like a crazy rap. He's, he's a rapper. He's a he, hilarious he's a, rapper. He's a big bearded, uh, white guy. Man. <laughs> wonderful man who raps. And, and uh, yeah, so, um, and one more thing. Yeah. If anyone's watching is interested, uh, the last Punchline album, Delightfully Please, you can download it at punchlinesucks.com. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you can download it for free, or you could donate a few bucks on PayPal if you like it and you want to help out the cause. So Delightfully Please for free, or, I mean, whatever, pay what you want at uh, punchlinesucks.net. Punchlinesucks.com. Yeah, ModernShortStories.net, punchlinesucks.com. Uh, Chris? Thanks for having I me love on the having show. you on Keekscape. And we talk a lot of music. We talked some comics. We talked some Lee. I think yeah. we got it in there. Yeah. And we talked Contagion. Um, guys, we can talk every single day of the week on Facebook. Look for Geekscape on YouTube. Look for Geekscape on Twitter. Look for Geekscape. And, of course, we have Geekscape.net where we all hang out. Matt Kelly is there. Chris Fafalios will be there. All the writers. We're constantly writing articles. We're constantly writing on the forums. We're constantly putting up podcasts. And that's where you need to be going. Geekscape.net. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be seeing you guys again soon because we do this show every week and that's the promise I made to you guys five years ago and we're coming up on a five year anniversary so nice. thanks for being with us see you guys next time. <laughs>